It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Man, I'm, so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama. Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it every night about it. A real C's fan wouldn't want to live their life without it. Banner 18 in the making, we gotta make it. Best squad in the East and still we can't get complacent. Most winning franchise, so the history's ancient. You can tell the mother guys are going plan a vacation. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J. King Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring The most in-depth coverage that you ever gonna hear Well-respected in a city like Russell's career It's raining Jays Welcome back, this is the Locked On Celtics Podcast And we want to thank you for making us part of your daily routine We did take one day off for the All-Star break and the holiday But we're back now for the rest of the week And back Monday through Friday after this taking you through the rest of the season, the playoffs, because that's what we do here on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. We're the Rain of Jays. I am John Corrales of MassLive.com, joined by Jay King of The Athletic. We got uh, just kind of like some random things from the past few days to talk about here. Jalen Brown, you got a nice thing here with the Players Association being named one of the vice presidents. And then, of course, All-Star Weekend, Kyrie Irving played. Some people didn't like it. Jason Tatum won the skills competition on a ridiculous shot. But the one thing everybody was talking about was Anthony Davis, and we're going to talk about it, and Jay King actually wants to talk about it. Anthony Davis is uh, open to the Celtics, said the Celtics, never said they were never not on my list. Uh, And that kind of sent people into a little bit of a scurry uh, over the weekend. I I guess, Jay, my my reaction initially, and you tell me if if this jives with what you're thinking, this kind of should be what we expected from Anthony Davis, that the entire stuff that all that stuff that was happening at the all at the uh, trade deadline, that week and a half leading up to the trade deadline, it was one big coordinated effort to get him to the Lakers. And then once that didn't happen, now Anthony Davis is basically saying, yeah, I'm kind of open to whatever. And he can't start excluding teams because he's got to get used to the idea of Boston has potentially the best trade package. And he's got to be open to that. And then from there, he'll have to assess what his his next step is. Yeah, that's that's probably fair. I mean, he did go on and say, I'd be open to any 29 teams in addition to the Celtics. So his messaging definitely changed throughout the weekend. Um, but the thing about the Celtics seemed like him taking a step back from the messaging that came before the trade deadline. And I do think it was that was all designed to hopefully get him to the Lakers. And now that it didn't, there's a pretty high possibility he's going somewhere else. And Boston is one of the places that, if you're Anthony Davis, should be really attractive. Because the team would be great. The organization has stability. The fan base is fantastic. And assuming Kyrie Irving stays that team would have a chance to contend for championships for a long time. So the Celtics opportunity, it never made a lot of sense that he wouldn't want to go there. Obviously guys have different reasons for their lists and things like that. But from the Celtics perspective, it was always like, okay, well, 
if, if we can get Anthony Davis and if we and if Kyrie does resign, then we have a lot to sell here and we'll have a lot to sell over the year that, that the organization would have them under contract. And that that's kind of been their thinking all along, no matter what, what if they were on his list publicly off his list publicly, the Celtics kind of always figured that they would have a whole lot to sell if eventually they do land Anthony Davis. Yeah, that and I never ever put any stock. Like I, I think their campaign, the Clutch Sports, uh, Rich Paul campaign, was fairly effective, at least in the public regard. That a lot of the reaction that I was seeing, just directed at me on social media and in comments, was that uh, people were afraid that if he's a rental, I don't want to trade these guys for a rental. And that's part of the goal. That like, that's what they're trying to do is is poison the waters and get public sentiment against. A, a trade that could trump the, the Lakers deal. Like they knew Boston could, could put a better package together or theoretically, obviously better packages relative right now. Dell Demps got fired. Dell Demps might've thought that the Celtics package was better. Danny Ferry's in there as the acting GM. He might think the Lakers package is better. Who knows? It, it, that's just all relative, but the, prevailing thought is that Jason Tatum is the uh, Trump card here. So it makes sense for Rich Paul clutch sports to go out there and say, we got to do everything we can to make, make Boston not want to be involved. And that was a public campaign to get people to say, I don't want any age to do this and, and draw that sentiment onto talk radio. And hopefully it could get back to age that, if enough public, uh, there's enough public opinion against that move that he might want to rethink that move. It's worth a shot. That Danny Ainge isn't going to pay attention to that. He's going to do whatever he thinks is best, even if it's unpopular. We saw that with the Isaiah Thomas trade. We saw that with other deals. Even if it's not the popular thing to do, he'll do it. And right now his track record says he's he's right. But I never bought into the fact that Anthony Davis is guaranteed to walk after a year, especially not to the Lakers, because at that point, LeBron James is going to be almost 36. And it depends on what the Lakers do. But the the big thing I think that, that helps the Celtics in that regard is by then, LeBron's going to have to move on. The Lakers are going to have to move on. They can't put a plan in place that's a year and a half long, just kind of punting the next year and a half. Like that just can't happen for them they've got to just move on and say we're gonna we're gonna figure it out and and get somebody else in here because if they're gonna maximize lebron then they've got to figure maybe they chase another free agent maybe they maybe they go try to go all in on Kawhi, or maybe they try and make another trade who knows but i think boston's chances with anthony davis get significantly stronger because it's such a long time and so many moving pieces that even even if Anthony Davis really wanted to play with LeBron after a year playing with Kyrie Irving and knowing that at that point, Kyrie Irving is probably signed long-term. I, I really like the chances of him staying in Boston. If that was the case. Yeah. I, I and I think the Celtics have all along too, you know, that even when they weren't on his list initially, there was, there was no, no wavering from that front office um, about the, the sense that they would still go after Anthony Davis and have no problems trying to go get him and try to team him with Kyrie Irving. And that's, that's kind of been the dream. 
And I think especially if Kevin Durant leaves the Warriors, then if you team those guys together with some of the other talent, whatever talent is left over on the Celtics after the if they did trade for Anthony Davis, then you'd have a chance and probably a pretty good one. So that's that's still the dream. Always has been the dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Anthony Davis's messaging has changed a bit after the the Lakers thing didn't materialize. Now here's here's the next question. The follow up question from a lot of people is even if we accept that this was the plan, is the way it was executed off putting enough for anybody to have second thoughts? Like I get the agent saying, you want to go to LA, we want you to go to LA, so we're going to do everything we can to get you to LA. But the way they did it, it was just sloppy and blatant. We had tampering charges investigated. We had the player being fined. The whole thing seemed egregious, seemed a little over the top, and and definitely much more blatant than these efforts in past years. So the question becomes, is the way that Anthony Davis behaved and the way Clutch Sports behaved off-putting enough for the Celtics to say, all right, we're we're maybe not quite as interested uh, in bringing this guy in because we, we just don't want this. Hell no. Hell no. Who cares? Who cares, man? Like, really, who cares? It was a trade request. And he tried to force his way to one team. It's happened before. It happened with Paul George. Very much happened with Paul George. And you know what Paul George did? He stayed with the Oklahoma City Thunder after he got traded there. So, and he's been great for the Thunder, just like he was great before that for the Pacers. There's nothing about this that should change anyone's mind. It's just, it was Davis's camp executed. It's its plan in a way that and that they hoped would would lead to the, their desired result and i think part of it was just because they were desperate if you're trying to get him to the lakers and the pelicans don't a don't consider the lakers uh package to be head and shoulders above everybody else probably don't consider that package to be the best of what can be offered and B are pissed off with the Lakers in the first place because they think they've tampered throughout the process, then that's, that's a really tough thing to execute and try to get him there. So I, I think part of, part of the reason why there was such a show and so many public, uh, public twists and turns uh, would would be that it was desperate and the odds were stacked against them and they knew that they had to pull off like kind of a, a major heist if they were to get him to the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree that that it was it came off as desperate. It was desperate. And I also uh, agree with you. I threw that question out there because that's just a question that comes up. Um, I, I think so much of this process puts a public uh so much of this process is so public that it puts a bad taste in people's mouths. Um, I don't think that it's one of those things that once once they start playing, you go, oh, okay, all right, never mind. <clears throat> so 
if they do trade for Anthony Davis, no matter who they trade, even if it's even if you're pro trading uh, Jason Tatum or you're anti trading Jason Tatum, if he's included in the deal and you're pissed off, then they're going to go out and start playing and go, oh, okay, never mind, I got it. Uh, so that's I think it'll all work out in the end if the Celtics can do it. I think the Danny Ferry thing and Dell Demps being fired is an interesting wrinkle. We'll see if that changes the direction anywhere, simply because it depends on who values which players more and what the motivation is to get it done and what the ownership directive is. We don't know really what ownership is driving. So obviously this conversation will continue. We're going to move on and go to Kyrie Irving, who played in the All-Star game. Another, I guess, fabricated controversy around Boston. We'll talk about it. And later on, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown doing things. Stick around here. It's the Locked On Celtics Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet wherever you get your podcasts. Well, there are a lot of people, Jay, that just cannot stand the fact that Kyrie Irving played in this All-Star game. They play 24 minutes. People Are there? Oh, my God. There are. I, I mean, there are people, first of all, some of it's faux outrage. It's radio host outrage. Some of it is, I, like, I just see comments. There, you know how it goes. I mean, there's always going to be somebody pissed off about something. But there are plenty of people who are pissed off that uh, Kyrie played in this game. That he, I'm not. I've been consistent all along in saying if he's healthy, I mean, his, that knee injury, he was always day-to-day, and it happened a week ago. But. There are people who are who are pissed off. I got four pages of comments just from a Boston Globe article DM to me saying that Kyrie is pissed. <laughs> people are like pissed, like four, literally four pages, Jay, 
for screenshots of comments, people like losing their minds. Who cares, people? Who cares? I mean, we literally saw his knee buckle in an NBA game. Right. Everybody saw his knee buckle. And Kyrie was fortunate. The Celtics were fortunate that it was only a day-to-day matter. He missed a back-to-back, and that's it. And Brad Stevens said if he could have played on Friday, he would have. He probably would have. Or if they had another game on Friday, he probably would have been able to play. Who cares? Who cares that he played in the All-Star game? Number one, it's not like those guys were exerting a whole lot of freaking energy. Number two, if he was healthy enough to play an NBA game at that point anyway, playing in the All-Star game is fine, totally fine. And number three, it's an honor to play in the All-Star game. If if you have the choice and or if you have the chance and you're healthy, like yeah, that's cool. Go go do it. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't get people upset over just the timing of his injury. The Anthony Davis thing, I could I could see being mad about. The guy left his game with the Pelicans. That's just a bizarre situation. Yeah, and and it's gotten I think just ugly and dumb on on all sides. Um, but to me, like the Kyrie thing is to- just a total, total non-story. It, it is the biggest non-story that's ever been non-story. <laughs> who, who cares? Who cares? And he's a competitor. Like he, he would love to play in big games. If, if you think he wanted to miss the game in Philadelphia, you're you're so you, off base. You you're so off base. Too. He just wasn't healthy enough. These are the same people who think he's gone. That's the thing. These are the same people who think he's gone and that this is part of his exit strategy. That's what's fueling it. That these these part- are all people who think he's out of here now. He's 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 skipping games. He only plays the big games, the 76ers game notwithstanding. But he he's sitting out these games. They think that he's sitting out on purpose. Um, they, they think I was asked about uh, him not traveling to Philadelphia. Like you should go to Philly and and root your team on and be on the bench. Like I'm just I'm just relaying this. this Aaron Baines didn't go either, guys. I know. Mad exactly. at Aaron Baines. <laughs> right, right, no, right. But it's that's that's the the anger, and it's it's just because I think the bigger story is that people are just upset. They're upset that the season hasn't gone exactly the way they thought it would. They're upset that Kyrie Irving hasn't come out and said, I'm guaranteeing that I'm coming back to Boston. And especially when Marcus Smart Smart tweets out a picture of him, like raised hand saying, I don't say it enough, but I love Boston. And people are like, see, that's what a point guard should do in Boston. Like people are just, people are freaked out about Kyrie Irving. They're freaked out about this season and, and everything is just, the worst and it gets fueled by the talking heads who just want to stand around and pour gasoline on fires all day long. I, if Kyrie Irving was forget about healthy enough to play in a game, if he was healthy enough to practice, then I was fine with him playing in the all-star game because that's basically not even practice level exertion for a player. So that I was never, never, upset about or never never thought that he shouldn't play in that game. If he was healthy, he's got trainers there, he's got doctors there. If they say he's healthy, go play the game. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. I do agree that it, there's also a cool factor. People just don't – there there are some out there that you, they, you, you don't get it. Uh, 
in these guys as rich and as famous as they are and as confident as they are, there's still a piece of them, even Kyrie, probably even LeBron for all we know. I think they, they people don't understand how cool that is. Like there's a part of them that's still a kid. There's, there's a part of them that's like, wow, I can't believe this. Like, or, or maybe not exactly. I can't believe, but there's still a cool factor to that. So, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Uh, I love this picture. This thing keeps getting tweeted around that there's a, the other thing is Kyrie having a conversation with Kevin Durant. And then people are saying that he's having a conversation saying the two max slots They're trying to read lips. There's so much madness going on right now with Kyrie Irving. A lot of madness, a lot of madness. NBA madness is everywhere. I, I saw that video too. People were adding me in it all day. Oh my it's God. like, I, I just don't hear it guys. It's the, third, <laughs> it's the third time I've seen it and I, I don't see it. People, people want to, that's one of those things that's ambiguous enough that whatever people tell you it is, you'll see it. I don't know. It's, it, I have a hard time believing that Kyrie Irving is going to stand outside the locker rooms talking to Kevin Durant with obviously somebody standing there recording him, people walking by around him. And he's going to be like talking about two max slots. Let's go. Like use your heads, use your heads. People are just so freaked out that they're not using their heads. Uh, you actually, Jay got into the all-star game. You're not a big all-star game guy. Uh, the first half I despise with every piece of my heart. I made the the best business decision of my life to skip the Rising Stars Challenge this year um, and the Celebrity Challenge. I did not watch a single second of that nonsense. <laughs> I I did watch the Slam Dunk Contest, which was trash, absolute trash, but for the Shaq Dunk, which was fantastic. Um, Dennis Smith Jr., you should probably stop trying to do dunks that you can't freaking do. Just just do things within yourself. Um, maybe NBA don't invite him back again because he just misses <laughs> 700 dunks per year. And what else? John Collins's airplane dunk was probably the biggest oh, <laughs> letdown man. in the history it of really letdowns. Oh, he God. brought out all these people. and I thought he was going to try to dunk over the people and the airplane. Then he, he put on goggles, acted like he was going to dunk in goggles. That didn't work. He took off the goggles, moved the people away, and then freaking trucked the plane <laughs> on his way over. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, John Collins. That didn't work um, well at all. The three-point contest was great, mostly because uh, I watched it with my brothers, and we had a draft of, of players who would uh, – our choices to win. And I had the number one overall pick in the draft. Pick Joe Harris. Great pick by me. Whoa, not going to lie. Whoa. Also had Hamadou Diallo. No big deal. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, some of it some of it was entertaining. Jason Tatum's half-court shot saved the skills challenge, which is still just horrible. We'll talk about I hate it. the skills challenge. Let's let's get into that after the break because that's going to be part of our, our – All right. Yeah, let let's, me continue my rant against the All-Star yeah, break. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a breath. Deep breath. And then after the break, we'll continue the rant against the All-Star break uh, right here on the Lockdown Celtics podcast.
All right, so back to the skills challenge, which is the single dumbest thing that anyone has ever invented. Like, the first of all, the fact that we've got NBA players who can do some of the greatest stuff on earth, and what people came up with was that they would zigzag back and forth around freaking cones and then throw a pass through a freaking hoop. And not only that, but if, if they don't get the pass in, three consecutive times they just move on no penalty no nothing the jason tatum yes his half court shot was fantastic the reason why he was able to do it is because you can shoot from anywhere with no consequence you have a freaking bucket of balls to pick up afterward like he, he could have shot from anywhere with no consequence just run to the bucket and, and shoot it again you you rebound if it goes erratically you should have to chase down your own freaking rebound if we're going to do this right um but it's not about doing it right the skills challenge just stinks the pop a <laughs> shot i can't can't believe they subjected me to pop a shot on all-star weekend like just uh, just give me a give me a freaking break get me shot was just some get me away from pop a shot it was dumb all the all the interviews about the events and acting like it's the most important moment of a player's life is so dumb. Everything about all-star weekend is so dumb, but the second half, the second half I I did enjoy team LeBron obviously decided to ratchet it up and Dame Lillard put on a show. And that was, I was intrigued by the second half. So, (laughs) so that's, in three days of All-Star Weekend, you had one half of basketball that was somewhat enjoyable. No, the, the three-point contest oh, the three had moments. Right. Yeah, yeah. That had moments. When Steph Curry hit the last 10 or whatever it was, that was, that was exciting. So when Curry... The, when, Diallo, the Diallo shack dunk was... That was great. Very, was very awesome. impressive. That was, that, really was, awesome. that, was, that was awesome. That was the best dunk of the night. The, the, the dunk contest was crap. I, and, and I'm not... I don't go into these thinking oh here we go i don't go into them with a negative attitude i i like all-star weekend i like the little things i don't even mind the skills challenge like i i think they can pump it up a little bit like make the dribbling harder they could make the like if you the passing thing actually irrationally bothers me like you can't not complete a task in the skill it's the skills challenge it's a challenge of your skills of passing dribbling and shooting like being unable to complete the pass should disqualify you from the challenge and there should be no either either there should be a penalty or you just got to keep keep trying to make the pass like until you get that in you can't move on so that that bugs me that's a good point about the buckets at the end too because uh firing up the half court shot was fun but i i get it yeah, I'm, I'm kind of iffy on that, but I think that's a good point. I think the skills challenge can be saved somehow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. And, and what, what bugs me about it is it would be so cool if they had guys out there, like, doing dribbling tricks. Like, I, I don't know how, how you would do it, but, like, if, if Kyrie Irving was showing off incredible dribbling moves, that would be fantastic. But, but instead, we got up like a, like we, a, we got guys like slowly dribbling around cones because they don't give a damn about the freaking contest. But why can't you set and up then, like a tire, not like a tire, but like a hoop that you have to like cross over, dribble through? See, we're doing too much. Just get rid of the damn skills challenge altogether. No, I, I, get I, I get like rid it. of it. I like the skills challenge actually. 
I want I want to fix it. That's a that's a ludicrous ludicrous take. I think it could be fun. I don't know. I I I think it can be fun. I think it just needs tweaking. It needs fixing. Like the dribbling around the cones, I agree. Put like a little hoop out there so you have to cross over dribble around it. If you can't cross over dribble, like just a low crossover, get it through that little hoop, boom. Like that's hard that's hard to do, but it should be easy for them if you've got the skills to do it. The passing pisses me off. But anyway, uh, I thought the three point shoot, the three point shootout was, was pretty good. That's generally pretty good, uh, because it's just unexpected. I, when, when Curry stepped up for that last rack, I thought he might not miss. And when he didn't miss the first two racks, I was like, here we go. I thought he was going to hit them all, but, um, that was fun. I like the suggestion that the dunk contest should be a horse competition, like four guys out there, horse, and just the dunk contest should be you four guys out there trying to dunk on Aaron Baines. <laughs> That's what it should be. That would be like, fun. If Aaron Baines was contesting and Hamadou Diallo was just going at him and trying trying to dunk it on top awesome. of him, yes, I'd be all the way in for that. I mean, that would be the type of of excitement I need in my life. Yeah, I'm all I'm all in on that. Uh, one last note: Jalen Brown today was announced as a vice president, one of six in the. Uh, Players Association. So Jalen Brown has a stated goal. He has said in the past he wants to be president of the Players Association. He is now taking a step towards that, uh, which means Jalen Brown becomes a prominent voice in the locker room whenever some sort of player issue happens that is governed by the CBA. And, And those things crop up from time to time, be it practice time, be it travel, whatever, there are little requirements, little things that pop up from time to time that require a union rep to handle. So uh, it's interesting that a guy as young as Jalen Brown is taking that lead. And and I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what, what level of involvement and what, what's he, what he's going to be trying to do uh, in that in that capacity, I, as a former union guy, appreciate the role and appreciate the, um, the, I guess, drive uh, to to do that and, and affect change. So pretty cool for me, for, for Jalen Brown to do that. Yeah, he's always been about a lot more than basketball and had a lot more interest other than basketball. And this is just another step, another sign that – he cares about things outside the game. And obviously this is the game and it's, it's his life, but it's more than just basketball. It's, it's about the CBA and all that stuff. So sure. Cool, cool, cool. Jalen Brown is cool. Jalen Brown is cool. Uh, and so is the lockdown Celtics podcast. We hope that you agree that that's the case. And, uh, we hope that you enjoy it enough to subscribe. If you're a new listener, hope you've enjoyed it. If you're a regular listener, five-star rating and a good review would really, really help. Back tomorrow to talk about something, but we will be back tomorrow, so be sure to come back whenever you, uh, wherever you get your podcast, we'll be there. Subscribe and all that stuff. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lockdown Celtics Podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and Jay King. Lockdown Celtics.
Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.